locker room, on the field, off the field, as far as your expectations and what's expected from you day to day. And hopefully we see that start to show up in 2023 from a results standpoint. Coming up next, Bleed Tech Blue, Beck, BC, Tabes. We'll see you tomorrow. We're done for another edition of The Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Contract. A three or four year contract guaranteed. If a guy plays well, you know what? You give him another one. If he doesn't, you move on. To get the rest of what the Odd Couple said, podcast it by searching Odd Couple. And as always, you can listen to The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a doctor here? Listen. Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy, barring some abject disaster of a game in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday. We do this thing where we want guys to be like a Heisman Trophy finalist. I'm not really sure why it matters. Like Max Dugan's had a very good year for TCU, but the Heisman Trophy is supposed to be given to the best college football player in America. And yet we have people who... Look, I get it. In college basketball, they do it. They show for their conference. Or they show for a, a guy. But, like, you know, this this whole idea that a guy should be because his team wins or whatever, we have to put, like, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the country. The award does not have the spice it used to have, so much so that now we're not even talking about who else, who's going to win it, because we know Caleb's going to win it. It's who's going to be a finalist, which just feels weird to say. The Doug Gottlieb Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. They say two minds are better than one. What do you think, Jason Smith? Here's where I zig where you think I'm going to zag. They say best friends are forever. I'm going to do my own thing. What do you think, Mike Harmon? What's the common denominator in all this? (laughs) Ah, yes. The power of two. Working together. For legal advice called Mike Harmon. It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. Mornings on FS1. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp go head-to-head on the day's hottest sports topics. Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Weekdays at 9.30 Eastern on FS1 and the Fox Sports app. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. 
Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Good evening, you beautiful people. Believe to Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or Text Line, 888-993-7762. Got a big show planned for you on this Tuesday evening. Uh, but Beck, good to have you back yeah, in. Yeah, it's good to be here, BC. This Exciting week for you last week. Yeah, I had a baby. It's a boy. Have you uh, slept yet? Yeah, a little better last night, to be okay. honest. All right. um, but yeah, finally got an heir to the, heir to the Haynes name. So oh. excited about that. Uh, I know you got one coming. You think he'll get into radio one day? Uh, if he's smart, he won't. Tell you, me and Beck, we joked around last week about how uh, our two kids, when they're six, seven years old, maybe uh, running a 30-minute uh, junior BTB radio show every week. What, what do you think? Think it could? Uh, Who's going to produce it? That's the uh, You know Tabes will be Tabes, here. Tabes will be here. We think it could be entertaining, you know. They have to know their stuff because old dads ain't helping them out. Now that's my my fear is that uh, old Charlie's going to know a little more than I do, and then I'm going to lose my job. No, 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 we're not giving you up. <laughs> uh, got to ask you. I know you're a big soccer guy. Did you watch the USA? Oh today? man, only gambling is the only reason I will watch soccer, and I just I, I I'm it's like, boring. I, to I, you. I heard Sean say like anything USA. I can get behind that. I got you know love my country. But man, soccer is brutal. It is it tough is to watch. Tough huh? to watch. Uh, t- go ahead, Tave. Say what you want to say. It's it's awful. I can't stand it. Yeah, it's about the build up, boys. It's it's about, I'll give it it's to about you. The, the last journey. two minutes was all right. The goal. The it was goal, all right. The goals are the destinations, but you've got to appreciate the journey to and get the build there. up. You know what I don't like? Like they, there's a lot of strategy in soccer to like not try to score. Like, you saw them in the first half. They're pushing. The ball's in the box the whole game. Second half, they're like, we're up one. Oh, by the way, nil. And then we're just not even going to try to go over. We're just going to kick it. Like Here's I, the thing I don't get about soccer. Like, I don't want to watch defense. I, I don't understand a lot of times when you're pushing forward and we see the backwards passes. And I understand you're trying to reset the formation a little bit. But sometimes it feels like you lose a little bit of momentum in the right taps. Yeah. The whole match is losing momentum. It's just brutal to watch. Now, this show is losing momentum. I, don't it even, is. Don't even. Taves, I guarantee you, look, most look, of people you're listening gonna, to you're this gonna don't You're going to continue like to crush Cup. me on my soccer for the rest of our days. It is what it is. It is what it is. I have some of my very best friends love soccer. Some of them have played professional soccer. I just relentlessly give them a hard time about it. I mean, how many guys lost their legs today and then got up and jogged off? Like, I can't. That's I, I will never part. understand that. Beck's favorite part is the guy. He loved Pulisic I, being in the I, hospital. I, I, um, He's I, in the hospital. I had, a, I had a little back and forth with one of my buddies who is a huge Pulisic Chelsea fan, and, and you know he, he had to talk me off the ledge a little bit. I was kind of of the um, you know get the uh, let's <laughs> let, let's go. If he's hurt, sub him out. Yeah, I mean I I just like and, I, and they did at the half. So if no. he, he genuinely was hurt. Get well, get better. Maybe going to need to And I'll say this: I'll say, I mean, like, this is a, women's soccer. I got all respect in the world for it. They don't flop. They don't like. I got women's soccer. I'm all about. Oh, so okay. all you, all you list, all you listeners that play the women's soccer out there, I got all the respect for you. No, okay. it's men's soccer. I know it's part of the game, and that's what—that's the, the only thing people can say. It's just part of the Do game. Do you think they flop though, just so they can lay there for a second, catch their breath? Well, you heard the Iran guy that you literally heard him on the broadcast. He was yelling and screaming, and I'm like, and then thirty seconds later, he was up and jogging. I'm like, you—if you're right. yelling and screaming, 
I agree. You better be waiting for the ambulance. Clint jumps in, O'Neill gas text line. I don't respect <laughs> soccer because I feel like anybody could be a midfielder. Clint, that is that is and no that one is can so, tell the difference. So ignorant. But I couldn't no, be a midfielder. No, as far I mean, as athletes, granted, granted, Lionel Messi would probably get blown up in the hole if he was toting the rock in American football. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll say this. But on the soccer pitch, he's a magician. Yeah. My and, favorite thing was somebody was saying. I think my brother said this. America would win the World Cup if our best athletes, just like Jameis Winston, would play soccer. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Jameis playing soccer? I would get we got to get Chad Johnson and OBJ out there. Those are the guys that can play. Now, as far as endurance and all that, top of the line. I'm incredible. I got all the respect for that. I just don't really care about. USA played England the other day. 95-plus minutes. Nothing happened. And, Taves, you know what else I say? No, no, no goals happened. Plenty, yeah. plenty happened. Um, and then half all the American fans were like, oh, yeah, man, we played them tough. That was actually a good result for us. I'm like, that's the best double thumbs up. Good for you. Playing. Get, get. All right, let's get to some Louisiana Tech. That's we what go. we're here for. Bulldogs wrap up their 2022 season at home Saturday afternoon. It was rainy. It was nasty. There wasn't a whole lot of Bulldog faithful uh, inside Joe I Stadium, I'd venture to say there are probably more players on the sidelines than actual fans in the stands. Tech Falls, 37-27. We talked a little bit about it in the Impact Healthcare Solutions Louisiana Tech postgame call-in show. Bulldogs do go 3-2 and two at home. Most important stat, though, 5-0 and oh at home against the spread. That's the one that matters. And uh, This year, at least. Yeah, this year. I think I, I ended up being positive on the year on Tech. Oh, I did lose about. one at home when I when I took, I think I took rice. I can't remember. Shocker, um, uh, big yeah. red beans and rice guy. But Bulldogs, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you look at this game and really feels like we've come in here the last what six, seven, eight weeks of the year and say the result was kind of a microcosm of the season. Um, it's a rainy, dreary day. It was kind of a rainy, dreary season. You give up four hundred yards on the ground. You turn the ball over a couple times. You have a block punt for a touchdown. Uh, Smoke had the one big punt return. Should have went for a touchdown. It doesn't. It was just who we are in 2022 where I guess absolutely nothing went your way. But in in the same sentence, you also didn't create any breaks of your own. Yeah, and it's just sloppy to me. Yeah, it's it's a little like a high school game. Uh High school game may have had better crowds than uh, the Bulldogs did on Saturday. Listen, I said the other night. I'm not going to bang on the fans. Yeah. Not uh, gonna, oh, look at this. We got What's up, guys? How are you? Got some oh. in-studio in guests. Oh, in-studio snack. Oh, love oh, to see it. Out. Love to see it. Shout out love to Love to the, see the kids. Love to see the kids. Always appreciate the fans. Y'all are y'all are good people. Um, you know, Ben, you're right. It was it was just the end of the end of the season. It, it felt like it. Uh, you know, we got to see Jack Turner, who's the four-string quarterback. Man, when's the last time you saw four quarterbacks? Been a while. Been a minute. I thought Jack was okay. I thought Jack was fine. I think for a four-string quarterback, I don't know how many times he, he led scoring drives. And, two and they weren't always two, two or three. It like, wasn't always the prettiest from him. But, hey, he got the job done. Yeah. Uh, really, his first throw of the game should have been a pick six. But after that, he was, he and was listen, much better. And listen, he's just a sophomore. Just a sophomore. Uh, but, I mean, how many, how many guys have we seen a couple strings up that couldn't even move the ball? Oh, we've then, seen it. We've seen it a few times. So, I'm not mad. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think, and I mentioned earlier that you give up 400 on the ground. Dwayne McBride goes 16 carries, 272. 
uh, 17 yards a carry, uh, only has the one touchdown. Here, here's the thing about it that you'll love, Beck. The old pro football focus grading scale that we seem to probably bang on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had the old perfection score, 99.9. How about that? Uh, that means you're toting the rock at a pretty efficient yeah, rate. doing all right. Doing all right. Um, Charles Thornton had a good day on the ground for the Bulldogs. Had eight carries, 132 yards, career high for him. Had the 163-yard touchdown run. Marquise Crosby uh, wrapped up a really solid redshirt freshman year, 72 yards. I think he had his ninth or tenth touchdown on the ground. Trey Harris uh, caught his 10th touchdown of the year, had six catches, 63 yards. So, listen, there, there's a lot for this program and for this team um, as far as what they need to accomplish, I guess really especially over the next six weeks as you try to finalize this recruiting class early signing period on December 21st. Don't worry, Beck, we're not getting into yeah, that please, tonight. Please, I'm not ready. I'm not uh, but you got to get a lot of things figured out. Obviously, the quarterback position is going to be the most talked about. Uh, Matthew Downing's banged up. I don't think um, Landry Liddy took you know firm grasp of the job. I think Jack Turner was uh, okay in his 60 snaps that he saw this year. Does Louisiana Tech try to add a quarterback in the offseason? Uh, beyond that, offensively, I think you're in a really good spot. I, I think the skill guys are really good. I think you can win with those guys. Assuming they stick around. Yeah, assuming they stick around. And obviously, the transfer portal uh, could throw a wrench into things. I think defensively... Beyond Tyler Grubbs, beyond the Island Boys, I know it's been you know kind of talked about. Miles Brooks, does he choose to go pro or not? Uh, Willie Roberts, I would imagine Grubbs, Willie Roberts, and Brooks if they, if he comes back, those three guys probably have a spot locked down as far as that starting eleven. Beyond that, let little competition, game. yeah, and go and go get a bunch of guys from the transfer like seventy two. Get the best ones you can get. Uh, you can pay them now. I don't know if you heard that. Ah! Figure out a way to pay them. Get them here. Get them a little sponsorship uh, money. And then you just pray to the good Lord that you never see a four on the amount of yards you gave up on the ground next year. Yeah, how about that? Uh, twice, twice this year. That is awful. I has mean, that ever awful. happened? Has that ever happened? If it has, I don't want to talk about it. Awful, Ben. And it's, you know, and that's probably the most frustrating way to lose a game. If you're a fan and, and, oh, it, yeah, and they're getting 17 yards a pop. That's the hardest way to watch a football game. Well, you don't look because I think, untouched. By the no, way, no, I think too because when you get beat up on the ground like that, like it's so awful to watch because as a fan, you're watching the physical domination. Like you can see it every. Like if you're giving up long pass plays down the field, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, blown coverage. Like got beat deep. Yeah. No, when you're getting beat and it's on the ground, over. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And but when you're getting beat on the ground like that, it's just like, oh, well, this we is, are you know, getting like, bruised. When you're on defense, I mean, you know this. You're like, you need a you need a pretty good stop first down. Need a little keep them behind the ten on the f second down, and then third down. It's like that's where the anticipation comes in. Well, if they're never making it to third down, they never did first and second down all day long. That's hard to watch. That is. I I, I really hated. The UAB comes in in this last game. The Tech's going to play them for quite some time. They're exiting for the AAC, and they do that on your home field. I it, it, oh, it irks me so. I wanted to send those guys off with an L. Uh, but you know, Tech against future AAC opponents this year, they go zero and five. Right. Uh, not exactly what you kind of try to draw up on the old uh, whiteboard preseason. Uh, but it is what it is, and. You know, coming up in the next segment, next two segments, we're going to take a look back at game by game, kind of our thoughts after each game 
as far as how it took us throughout the 2022 season, I would imagine uh, Beck probably has some uh, irrational thoughts to yeah, share. Yeah, I can remember them. Uh, yeah, uh, real quick, I also got Josh Moat coming up at 645. He'll join us in studio, talk about his six-year career at Louisiana Tech. Obviously, it was tremendous. New college football playoff uh, rankings just came out. Georgia number one, Michigan number two, TCU number three, USC number four. I guess the interesting one, Ohio State stays at number five ahead of two-loss Alabama number six. Uh, I would imagine that kind of seals Bama's fate. You're not going to pass up a Mm one-loss Ohio State uh, without a couple losses in front of you. So um, a lot to get to over the next what, hour and 15 minutes, you're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. You can catch us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. Wake up. Did you know... Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Beck Hayes, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Beck, I want to ask you this. Sean Fox asked me. Tech finished 3-9. and nine. Obviously not what we anticipated. Not at all. Last place in the 11-team Conference USA. Of course, UTSA North Texas will square off mm. the Conference USA Championship game in San Antonio Friday night. Uh, it's a 6.30 p.m. kickoff in San Antonio. If you're looking ahead to 2023, 
Why should Tech fans be optimistic? Oh, I think you. I think you got. It's just the the unknown of, of Coach Cumby. I think you got another year. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, another year. Uh, he's got a chance to go get some of his players, the guys that he wants. More he, of his players. He, more of his. He knows. He knows who he's got now. I don't know if before you know that. I know he know who he's who he's got uh, on his coaching staff and uh, and as he, if you are Sonny Cumbie, we I I don't think that I would describe Louisiana Tech's fan base as um, some sort of gauntlet, some sort of fan base that you know no. is over the top. I, I what I'm saying is I don't think you'll hear a lot of noise. If from you're them. hearing noise, you're hearing it from. Tens of people, yeah, not like thousands, and, and yeah. people that you probably quite honestly know a little, like, right. like if you and I came on here and, and bashed Sonny Cumbie, like, we would obviously we could see him at practice come March, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like we could have a conversation. Like, I, I don't think you're going to get thrown to the wolves, so to speak. But do you think he's feeling any sort of uh, pressure, maybe going into year two, or or should he? I don't think he should. Well, I don't. I don't. I mean, there's always pressure. You you throw True. The, you throw this up again next year. Well, then you'll really be feeling a lot of heat. I agree. Not a lot of pressure in the sense of you got to win the conference or you're gone. I think it's just like, hey, we got to we got to see some improvement. This was bad. Last year was bad. This year was bad. Like, do you think it had to do with uh, lack of player buy? Like, you know, la- the end of 2021, we talked about the. The lack of intensity, the lack of the players. Yeah, it felt like they quit. Like yeah. I never got that feeling. This and, I'm, year. and I'm a, and I wish we could ask a player and they would be honest. But there's no way that doesn't just carry over to the next year. I mean, if your practice, it does. Your yeah. practice habits have been a certain way. If your mentality's been that way for four or five years, and you got these fifth and sixth years players. You're telling me that it's just flipped overnight? Like it hadn't, you know? Yeah, it's tough. It's, just, to do. it's tough to do. So he's got to change that culture. He needs to. He needs to shake some things up, honestly. And, and this year was probably a lot about getting to know the team, um, earning the respect of the team. Uh, and this this next year has got to be about, like, being a little more cutthroat. And, and, and you know, some guys that, like you said last week, some guys that maybe started two or three years, like, your job ain't safe, you know? No, it's up for like, grabs. It's up for grabs. And I truly mean that. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, you can say that. I think that's the, that's the mantra every every year you go into camp. It's like, you got to earn your job. But it's like, there's some dudes that don't need to have jobs that have them. I agree. And you got to go get people. And it's a talent thing as far as why they shouldn't. Yeah, have. it's a talent thing. Uh, looking back, let's go all the way back to the season opener, Thursday night, Columbia, Missouri. Uh, you're facing a Missouri team. If I remember correctly, it's somewhere around a 20-point line, uh, which we thought was pretty accurate. We didn't know a whole lot about Louisiana Tech. There's a lot of new guys. Matthew Downing makes his first career start, or first career start at Louisiana Tech, his only start this year at Louisiana Tech. Uh, you fall 52-24 in that game. Downing obviously struggles in a major way. Parker comes in late in the game, hits the two long touchdowns to Cyrus Allen. I thought after that game, me personally, my feelings were like, all right, like, yeah, we got, you know, we got beat up a little bit. But, like, there were some glimpses, both sides of the ball. It's like, all right, we might have a decent football team. Right. You know, there was no run game for Tech in that game. But, I mean, and I don't – I hate to be like, oh, SEC is so much better than us, but they they freaking are, and so that's a game where you're like, man, that like we we everything is brand new with new coach. You don't know new schemes. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, we saw some bright spots from Parker. Uh, the run game wasn't great. I mean, there were some things to clean up, but you just can't put too much weight on it because you're like, this is a pretty dang good football team that we're yeah. 
only going to face again in two weeks, and then that's the the caliber. Well, and, and you went to week two. You came back home, and, and you and I talked about it that entire week. It's like, how in the heck is Louisiana Tech only a three-point home favorite to SFA? Like, are we not? The most broken line of the season. Oh, absolutely. But we were like, are we, you know, maybe overestimating that Tech's better than they actually are? And I think that it proves that Tech was substantially better than Stephen F. Austin. But coming out of that game, yeah, it was an FCS opponent. Yes, Stephen F. Austin wasn't very good. But I was optimistic in the manner that Louisiana – like, it wasn't like a great performance from Parker in his first career start. It wasn't 500 yards throwing the ball. It was 300 yards on the ground and a defense that took advantage of a lot of mistakes. And it was like – if you could play that brand of football, I thought this team could win a lot of football games. Yeah, and you I mean you still had some turnovers from from Parker, but the whole deal was like you you realized he didn't need to throw it. There there wasn't that need in that in game. In that game, yeah. yeah. So that was fine. Uh again, that's a that's a game that the only way you win that game is if you beat them just like we beat them. Um a clo- we play a close game there and it's rough, kind of like against Grambling a few years ago. Um but then you go into Clemson and you lose forty-eight to twenty. But that was a really close game at the half. Yeah, Clemson. it was close. I, but I think we fa- also found out later in the season Clemson just can't score. Yeah, they're I not mean, very. Good. They're not very good. But that was DJ's terrible. Yeah, Parker throws three hundred yards in that game. And Again, also, no thought, run game. No, no run game at all. But I also thought in that Clemson game, as well as Tech played in some moments throughout that game, I think that's when the turnover issue of the first four, five, six games of the year kind of got brought to light as far as like, all right, like we kind of got a little bit of a turnover issue. And we'll talk about it here in a couple of games further down the schedule when you got it cleaned up coming out of the bye week. But at that point in the year, turnovers were just killing Tech week in and week out. And, you know, like I said, you had a lot of bright spots. Then you went to South Alabama the following week. And for me, and we talked about, like, that was the season, it felt like. And you hate to say it's the season, fourth game of the year, first-year head coach, but you, we just got whipped all three phases of the game. Just whipped by a good South Alabama team that won 10 games in the regular season. But you should never get whipped by a, uh, a peer in the G5 like Tech got whipped in that game, yeah. in my opinion. And I think that was a game we expected to be close. I think we knew they were to win, honestly. Yeah, they we knew they were a good and football. Ten team. point dogs, and we were joking about the line like this is absurd. Yeah, yeah, that one was tough. I think that's when I got worried. I, I think so too. I was like, uh, you know, because you can because you expect to lose Missouri, you expect to lose Clemson. Uh, we got a glimpse. That was of, the real. That was the first real game yeah. where you got likewise talent yeah. on the field. And listen, there's a road game after a long road trip to. Clemson, but then you go into the bye week. You're one and three overall. You come out of that bye week. It was a conference opener at home. You could argue as Tech's best game of the year against yep. UTEP. Like played really well. Parker comes out of it. The interception woes got put behind him, and it was just like, all right, like it, it's starting to go. Yep. Like here we go. Yep. And this was a, you know, now I think you and I looking back on what this football team was this season. I think that game. Is really different if we don't go up fourteen to zero in the first five minutes of the game. Looking back on it, yes, yes, like, well, I, like because we, we what we said about UTEP was they're gonna they're gonna run the ball, they're yeah. gonna control the clock, and it's gonna be really hard. Like if we don't get out if in they front get, of them, yeah, if they it's got ahead, hard. it's gonna be hard. Well, and we scored fourteen points in the first five minutes, and it was like, 
wow. And then UTEP was just they rattled back from the it. third quarter. They did what they wanted to do, and we did, I don't think we scored. I'm glad you brought that up, though. You talk about the slow starts versus – or the fast starts versus the slow starts. And, you know, for a long time this year, really all throughout the year, it was either really fast start offensively or really slow start. There was nothing really in the middle. Same thing goes coming out of the half. Like, beginning of the year, Tech got absolutely shredded in the third quarter. It just shredded. Yeah, and, just, and I don't know what you can point to as far as why that happens. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's uh, coming out of the locker room a little sluggish or if when they're looking at tape and making adjustments in the locker room, they're like, hey, this is an easy fix. Like, yeah. we couldn't make it on the sideline, but now that we see it here, it's easy fix. Like, I don't know what it was. Well, in that South Alabama game, you had the two quick turnovers in the second half and you kind of fell way behind it. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that UTEP game. We talked a lot about injuries this year. Probably the biggest injury of the year when you lost Grubbs in that second quarter oh, against yeah. UTEP. Yeah. And we've we've praised Tyler Grubbs throughout his first now three years in Ruston. And I'm not saying he would have fixed every single issue that you had when it came to stopping the run. But it's also pretty incredible the impact he had as one dude who's not 6'4", 235 and runs a 4'5 at middle linebacker like... He's just a football player. I'm not sure we see fours on the uh, uh, 400 yards given up. No! And I think even if that's him not making those tackles, it's just slowing them down or making them think twice about hitting that hole or, or just like – just. and he's a leader on the field. We know that. But, yeah, I think I think we felt that bad, real bad. Really bad. And, and it really surprised me because I knew he was a good football player. I, and we he still is a good football player. He's a freshman All-American. He's a first-team All-Conference guy, but – the impact that he had, and we saw it immediately that next week. You travel to Denton, two and three overall. You're one and zero in the conference. You're feeling good about yourself. Then North Texas goes for four, what seventy five on the ground, and offensively, you put up over five hundred yards in the game. But you go back to something that maybe concerns you a little bit. I think that kind of concerned you as well offensively. And when this offense was at its best, that's what it was. It was a whole bunch of yards, but on the scoreboard, it wasn't necessarily the production that you felt like you were producing. Right. It's like 500 yards. How did we only score 27 points? Well, it's a missed assignment in the red zone that forces we go, a field goal. We go for it on fourth down a lot. Yeah, go for it on a fourth down, where, and you don't convert. You know, have we a bad punt to, one drive, and you give up easy points. we got to get the stat guy on our fourth down percentage this year. Maybe that's easier to find than I can think of. But, uh, you know, I th- that was one of the biggest complaints under the, under Skip Holtz was, man, the like, conservatives. oh, my gosh, like fourth Company and one. Company was 180. Yeah to, to, yeah, to win the game on fourth and one, and we don't go for it. We punted away. How many times did we punt it away, and they came back and won the game? So, Tech fans were just praying for just, can we just go for it? And we went for it a lot this year. And I feel like it probably wasn't even 50%. Uh, yeah, I'm getting the stat right now. I'm the stat guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. If you um, didn't yeah. I mean, and so, again, like, there was – Converted trying, 44% of your four okay. downs. So, there was a couple – and it, there was a few times that Cumbie went for it on fourth and nine, fourth and five. They weren't just all fourth and ones, twos and threes. But, I mean, that's, that's the price you pay. And I, I can't – I wish I could situationally remember – uh, if there was any situations where, like, going forward on that fourth down won us that game or really put us in a position to win that game. It felt like most of them that you didn't kinda, convert were the yeah. ones that went the other way. Exactly. But there would be times when – and there, we saw several draw plays on fourth and seven, yeah. fourth and six. And, and so just so as a, as a fan you can kind of, I don't know, get 
get your mind right for like, hey, going forward on fourth down sounds like a good idea all the time. But you're you're probably going to be around a fifty percent clip. And and I think that Sonny Cumbie probably that was a lot of you know one area that he'll grow in the off season yep. as far as. Yes, you want to be aggressive, but you go back to that UAB game on Saturday. It's fourth and two from the five, and we talked about it Saturday night. It's like, if you know you're going for it on fourth and two, why don't you run it on third and two to see if you can convert? But at the same time, on fourth and two, it's a great opportunity to kick a field goal just in the sense that it keeps some momentum on your sideline versus if you don't convert, all the momentum shifts back the other way. And I think that this team... In the uh, the mental sense of the mental sense of it, like they really struggled with big emotional changes from a momentum standpoint. They struggled to if they lost momentum, they couldn't get the momentum back, and that's a hard thing to teach. Yeah, and if you're a high powered offense, three points just isn't sexy. Like it doesn't. Yeah. But you're right. If it what's way worse, what's not? I mean, what's more detrimental as opposed to like the disappointment of not getting six. Is the is the loss of getting nothing, and then like, and in turn you give up a quick yeah, touchdown. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back, we'll break down the final six games of Louisiana Tech's 2022 season and give our thoughts on where this program looks forward to in 2023. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7. At Diemel Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Diemel Motors Facebook page. At Diemel Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Diemel Motors in Arcadia. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Hey, DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and, of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks blended into peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Beck Haynes. John Tabor, Sports Talk. <clears throat> okay. 
jalapeno chips. Got yeah, me. they got you. They got you. Uh, Josh Moat coming up in the next segment. Join us in studio. The old six-year career. Could you have ever imagined playing six years of offensive line? No. Can't imagine playing football. offensive line at all, much less six years. You wouldn't want to. Dude's a stud. All right, looking at the back half of the schedule. Two and four going into it. Obviously, you lose five of the last six. That Rice game, man, that was, that's uh, really where the injuries started to occur at the quarterback position. Yeah, that one was tough. We uh, we, we got banged up pretty good in that game. Um, the wave of emotions in that oh, game. Oh, dude, I mean, just okay. unbelievable. So, the wave of emotions. You have Parker McNeil starts out great. He's playing well at quarterback. He gets hurt in the first quarter. You bring in Matthew Downey, throws the interception in the end zone, kind of let the energy out of the stadium. Right. Somehow you maintain the game throughout the you know, next two and a half quarters. Then Downing gets hurt. Then Liddy comes in. And really, from Liddy's perspective, that set the expectations off in a wild, wild way. Yeah, that was I can't decide we can't decide if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think the, it was good. It has to be good, right? I mean, he comes in and throws three throws in a row that are just unbelievable, and they and they they're they're got to have them throws. Touchdown, two point conversion, and then touchdown. And uh, is this season different if Trey Harris catches that post down the middle and you win in regulation? Oh, man, it's just I, I feel like I feel like those kind of things can really change a season. Um, I do too. You know, the only thing about that game that that maybe like it's like we were kind of dead in the water and, and like the heroics came at the end it wasn't so much that we lost it um at the end you know um that was a two-point conversion that was the fr- the front end of a back-to-back overtime against yeah. rice and fiu um i think we said at the time we agreed going forward in double overtime um but you came up on the and listen i don't it, like the, i didn't like the play call but i agreed going yeah forward. yeah yeah um that was also when Louisiana Tech really got its run game going. That's right. You started to see Marquise Crosby, Charvis Thornton uh, really a, emerge at running back. Going towards the next week, Liddy makes his first start at FIU, completes 70% of his passes. You lose that one in overtime, 42-34, double overtime as well. I'll be honest, I think if Trey Harris doesn't get hurt in that game, you probably win that game too. Yeah, he got hurt on the first drive, and I, and I think uh, a little turf toe action. I think – that, you could tell that his connection with Liddy was was yeah. special, and that was the guy that probably, if you're a new quarterback, then uh, you're going to well, probably guy you trust. Yeah, you're just going to lean on the best dude on the field every time. Man, I hated losing that. Yeah, one Yeah, that one. Uh, so again, it's like, man, those two games. And of course, we don't know that for sure, but man, those injuries like they, it happened at inopportune times. Yeah, and it, to 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 really like important players, and and that'll take the wind out of your sails too, you know, and. Uh, for Liddy, I just can't imagine like how much it was probably game planned around. Well, how him different? And Trey. How different yeah. would his season have been? Right. You know, and from a confidence standpoint, an eighteen-year-old kid, you know, if you win the Rice game and the FIU game back to back, and you were a big part of it, like yeah. his season could have been completely yeah, Heisman watch by then. You know, just a system quarterback at that point. So yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Uh, come back home, Middle Tennessee. Parker returns at quarterback uh, for most of that game. He did go out with an injury. Uh, that was the last time we would see him, but. Really, the story of that Middle Tennessee game, big plays on offense, five turnovers forced by the Tech defense, and quite frankly, we were talking bowl game after that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was, I'm sure, yeah, we were talking. Weren't we? I mean, you have to, you have to win all three of your next ones. I don't know if anybody really thought we were going to win against UTSA. No, we were trying to talk ourselves into it. Yeah, you were. I wasn't. And you go to that UTSA game, 
the number one thing we learned from that game, and I thought this was important, not from Sonny Cumbie's perspective, but from this roster standpoint, from the players in that locker room, they learned how far away and what it looks like and what it takes to get to where UTSA is at. And you know that kills me to say that about that program. Oh, it kills you. But they proved on that Saturday afternoon that they were head and shoulders better than you. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't really particularly close. No. I mean, you see 51-7, to Beck. That could have been 71-7 to yeah. if they wanted it to be. I mean, they pulled Frank Harrison in the third quarter. And you, you follow that when Liddy stays in the lineup for the remainder of the year as a starting quarterback, Charlotte. Charlotte, and I came in here and said, Charlotte versus Louisiana Tech, it felt like they, Charlotte two and nine it. against three and seven. Yeah, but they wanted it so much more than we did. And uh, they kind of had a magical season in the sense of started off really, really poorly. Oh no, that's FIU is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, seventy three. What, what did Charlotte finish? You know? Three and nine. Okay, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. That's a game you can't lose. That was our guaranteed win all year long. Yeah, that was the fourteenth consecutive road loss for the Bulldogs. Had multiple chances to win that football game. Had the one interception down on the two yard line on the throwback screen. Couldn't get stops defensively in the run game. Uh, special teams think they had a field goal block. Yep. Shocker. 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 Uh, but. Yeah, 14th consecutive game. And then finally, you close the season out this past weekend against UAB at home. I uh, got to see our fourth quarterback of the year, Jack Turner, in his first extended action. Thought he played relatively well, all things considered. Uh, and you wrap up three and seven. And I don't know. I, I still go back to, you know, you look ahead to next year, okay? And obviously the quarterback position's unsettled. You feel really good offensively um, about – all the skill guys, you feel good about the way that the offensive line progressed, and we'll talk with Josh Mode about that here in a, in, in a few minutes. Um, defensively, you got a lot to clean up with, but I look at that non-conference schedule next year. Road game at SMU, home game against Northwestern, home game against North Texas. You got to win that one, mm-hmm. and then a road game at Nebraska. It's hard right now on paper to see more than one win in the non-conference. On paper. Yeah. If we're being honest with ourselves. And then you look at, you know, you look at the new conference. Obviously, Liberty comes in. They lose Hugh Freeze. Yep. Jacksonville State had a good year with Rich Rod. Who knows? He may end up back at West Virginia. Sam Houston, listen to what Sam Houston did this year. They went 5-4, and four, okay? Not okay. great. Yeah. Oh, on the surface. Read an article about the old Bobcats, Bearcats, whatever they are. The Cats. A lot of their starters sat out this year and took a red shirt so that they could play FBS football next year. Really? So probably a lot better than the record may indicate. They were FCS national champions in 2021. And then took this year off, basically. Wow. I thought that was interesting. What do you think about that? Like, do I like it? Yeah, do you like it? I mean, it's just like, – I don't hate it. I, but I could argue both sides easily. It's like from a old school, be loyal side, you're like, man, play, play, the, play the game. But then you're like, man, I get it. Like, I kind of – yeah, it's like you want to come up to the FBS ranks and you want to play in a new conference. Like, I, I get that part of it too. <laughs> Can you imagine being the coach? They all start coming in one by one. You'd be like, oh, my, this is – Here we go, boys. I got to call yeah. the AD and yeah. let him know what's going on. Yeah. And listen, you got New Mexico State coming in the conference. 
Uh, they've been bad for several years now. But Jerry Keel uh, used to be the head coach, I believe, at Northern Illinois. Spent some time at Minnesota. Uh, they're five and six in his first year. Yeah, I mean, I've been. And they just added a game this Saturday against Valpo to try to get to six and six and get bowl eligible. No, is that a thing? Which would be significant for New Mexico State, obviously. Right. right. Uh, but you look at the teams coming in this conference; it doesn't look as bad on paper than maybe we anticipated. You know, three four months ago. I think ago. if we learned anything about ourselves, is there's no guaranteed wins on the not at this point. Not at this point, and I mean. I still have a ton of optimism for next year. I think I can point to plenty that happened this year that just feels um, feels like it's not permanent, feels like it's going to improve. But, man, I mean, we saw Conference USA was was weird this year, and I feel like they all kind of bunched together in the middle. There wasn't really – I mean, you have UTSA at the top, obviously. but You, you had really, you had eight teams in the 11-team league with two wins to four wins within yeah, the conference. that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just different this year. and um, So, who knows what it will look like next year uh record wise uh but i this is i mean it's gonna be a fight no matter who we play I, we're not getting there's a no bunch pushovers of, there's no, no pushovers no outside of northwestern state the demons which they beat us before Beck, why'd you have to bring i'm just up? saying ben like i can't get to a place where i'm like i mean Stephen f austin sure was nice this year but there might have been a little extra juice in that game we about took everybody Stephen f austin finished seven and five and won their conference i mean how about that's that? kind of crazy what a comeback yeah um one player offensively that you can't afford to lose has to be Trey Harris, yeah, it has right? To be. Let me ask you this. Marquise Crosby nearly touches a thousand yards this year. Nine touchdowns. Think he's really good. Charles Thornton showed how good he is as a you know, a good number two back. I think if you could add in another running back that's a fifteen to twenty carry guy, I think you could have a championship caliber running back. Didn't right? we when we come into this year with four and we were pretty high and mighty about it yeah we had old keon henry brooks he was done after a game yep didn't didn't make the cut uh greg garner uh he was a starting running back to open the year uh didn't actually uh pan out too well nope down to two running backs at the end of the year yeah that's pretty i mean we got to go get some guys and that's that's how does a team get that that's a position that's a position traditionally we've had some exciting players kenneth dixon boston scott you see boston the other night a little 19 yard run yeah but everybody was running on the old packers the other night bc you and i may have could have done that i'd love to see you take one off the right side it would you wouldn't even see it i'd be so slow you'd be like is he moving i think jalen hurts would pull it and keep it gosh (laughs) but long way between right now and September the 2nd of 2023. How about this, too? Sonny Cumbie, one-year anniversary of his hiring at Louisiana Tech tomorrow, Wednesday, November the 30th. Dare I say you put a grade on his first year? No, I mean, I don't even – I don't know. I'll not, say incomplete. Incomplete. I, I, I'm, I'm not a guy that says we can't hire coaches that need – uh, a little bit of a runway as far as growing yeah. into the role. I think that's kind of where Louisiana Tech's at in the pecking order. But I will say that, like you said earlier, when you get into year two, some of the results, some of the decisions, like the fourth down, like some of those things got to iron themselves out. Yeah, you got You got to see improvement. And not that I, I, no, I don't think anybody expects coming the Bulldogs to go nine and three next year. It's just there's some very easily visible things that have to improve next year and uh 
you know, we'd obviously him growing up as a coach and some of the decisions he makes. Um, I mean, you got to show that you can go recruit and you can go get guys. Um, cause this is, I mean, this is your scheme. So you're recruiting for your scheme. So you got to start to see some success with that. I think, uh, and then you got to see if he can retain guys. Do you think lack of talent on the defense was the biggest uh, issue? It, it felt like it. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to, like, dog on those guys, but it felt like it. There was just nothing going on. You couldn't get a pass rush. No, but the guys that did have talent, they stood out like a sore thumb. Like, Harris and, and Brooks and all, like, all them. Like did that. you? Miles Brooks allowed a 36% completion rate to opposing quarterbacks, ranked eighth in the country this That's year. Pretty dang good. Yeah, not too shabby. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Louisiana Tech offensive lineman Josh Moat will join us. You're listening to Bleed at Tech Blue Radio. Be back right after this. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952. O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Josh Moat, joining us in studio. Josh, good to have you in, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I gotta ask you, you spent six years... Yeah. Does it feel like you spent six years, though, now that um, you get a chance to look back on it a little bit? Yeah, in a way it does, and in a way it doesn't. I don't know. It's kind of – Probably went know, by fast. Yeah, it went by really fast. The weeks the weeks went by fast. The days went by slow, so for sure. But it was a good time. I enjoyed myself here, and 
learned a lot so the, the covid thing obviously gave everybody uh an extra opportunity to participate in another year or two uh however there's creative ways to extend um football players uh careers now and so now you got a bunch of i mean you have potentially 23 24 year old dudes yeah. playing football yeah exactly yeah. how big of a difference is it being 23 24 versus when you're 18 like is the biggest difference like physically mentally i, I would imagine it's a combination but like all that it has to be so much bigger when you're just an older guy. Yeah, no, it is a difference. I mean, obviously physically, but the maturity level and I mean, you can tell in the summer and the off season when you know younger guys. That's the most I noticed it this summer. Was Did you just feel like, a gap? A yeah, really there was gap. definitely. An age so is gap it a gap there. just as far as like how those guys operate? You can just kind of see them treading water in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the little things like how they uh, you know manage their emotions in a workout or in a practice right. and stuff like that, but. Well, that was always crazy about the NFL is you got, like, 40-year-old, 45-year-old Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and you got literally 21-year-olds yeah. coming in. It's like, how do you just not feel like you're sitting next to a well, grandpa? It's like Tom Brady, he's got to go to bed at 9. And yeah. Like yeah. Old, They're going clubbing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't care. Yeah. Exactly. That, going back to your freshman year, mm-hmm. learning how to be a student athlete, like, how big of an adjustment is that from high school to college? That, And I know you redshirted your first year, yeah. so obviously a lot of people, they don't want to redshirt, obviously, mm-hmm. in you know, you don't want to feel like you're not as much as a part of the team. But just being able to have that year where you grow in the weight room, you grow in learning what's expected, while also having to go to school for, you know, three, four classes a day at some sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, – my freshman year was a, a big adjustment just going from – coming from Oak Grove, like small town. To, I mean, Ruston's a small town yeah. too, but you're adjusting to the, the college life and time management was a huge deal. I remember just struggling – you know, trying to get stuff done throughout the day with homework or, you know, getting stuff done at practice and trying to watch film and trying to work out more. But um, after that first year, you kind of start to get used to it. And then you, you learn can start, the routine, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the routine is a huge deal. That's for me, I'm a routine oriented guy. So once that once I got in the routine, I was fine. But those first few months were were pretty rough. Thank you, Gil. No, you're good. Uh, you? On that part, the meetings compared to high school to college, like how big of a difference is that as far as just not only like having to go to a meeting but get something out of that meeting because at the end of the day like every kid in college football is going to meetings but there's probably you know an 18 year old kid's probably not getting out of it what you're getting out of it as a 60 year guy yeah i mean that that was a big difference because i go from not really meeting at all like maybe watching film after the game on saturdays in high school to you're spending at least an hour and a half, probably an hour a day with your coaches and they're watching film and getting yelled at or getting coached up, whatever <laughs> it is. So, um, I mean, the biggest thing for me was once I learned how to take notes and, like, filter out the things I need to write down and don't need to write down. And, like, once I got that down, it was, it was, it was you know, a lot better, fairly easier than before. So you've, you've been a part of some really good offensive lines at Louisiana Tech. You've obviously been a part of some offensive lines that probably didn't perform like they expected. And then you perform like an offensive line this year that probably starts a little slow. And then at the end of the year, you guys are really clicking on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. What makes a good offensive line? Like we hear a, a unit that's in step with one another, but like how hard is that to get down? Like is it practice reps? Is it game reps? Like how do you become a great unit on an offensive line? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of practice. I mean, it's it's practice reps, but it's mainly, like, this year was game reps. Like, it it depends on the year and the player. Does it depend but, on the coach? 
I mean, and sometimes a coach, but I mean, I think I think this year for sure was the game reps. Once we kind of started, we solidified a line and kind of got the same five, six, seven guys that were playing, and got in that routine. We started to play much better and be more efficient, you know, as an offensive line. So it's for offensive linemen, it's all about, like you said, gelling, uh, being close, knowing how to communicate with each other. Sometimes like verbally and non-verbally, and just kind of understanding what what you're trying to say. Guy. Yeah, exactly. So. So you so now you know you've been here six years. You got to exposed to a couple of different coaches, a couple of different offensive line coaches, and then this past year with with Sonny Cumbie coming in, new head coaches. Um, we asked the other guys, uh, kind of how they were. Like, are, are you a type of person that when a new coach comes in, are you? Do they kind of have to climb the mountain, or do you give them the benefit of the doubt and say like, hey, I'm jumping all in until I have a reason not to, or do you feel like they kind of have to earn your respect? Um, what is that like for a player like you? So I think as I got older, it was the latter, you know, just me just diving in and, you know, letting letting them kind of, you know, not necessarily them earning, I don't know how to say it, but, like, I just was all in right away just because I knew, like, for my last year, I didn't you want to win. Yeah, I didn't want it to be my fault that I wasn't all bought in. Right. You know, I would let somebody else, you know, to take care of that. So how did so. you feel? How do you feel like the team did that without, like, divulging information? But, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like – traditionally is a team more like kind of like what you just said or is it a little more of like hey i gotta i gotta believe this guy's the truth i think as the team as a whole it's usually you have to kind of you know fill somebody learn out and learn yeah. Yeah. yeah gain their trust and um i mean i think that's how it was this year you know? Be, being an older guy though is that something i mean you're a team captain like you know a lot of guys on that team especially yeah. offensive side of the ball look up to you is that something where it's like, come on, guys! Like we got, we got to follow him. We got to believe in this. And, and like you said, it's your last year. Obviously, you want to win, but you also want those guys to be bought in. Is that something that you maybe took upon yourself a little bit to try to get those guys to fall in line? Yeah, I, I think I try to do that um, for the most part. Especially the, like for me, I know how. Like I, I took care of the room, like the offensive line room, because I know how offensive linemen are much different than oh, yeah. the rest of the team. Like. In so many ways, and so I, I took care of that group, and I think all those dudes just bought in right away for the most part. All the yeah. guys that played, obviously, yeah. um, but for the rest of the team, it just it's it's kind of more of a one on one situation because a lot of there's there's some guys that have a lot of pride and don't like to get called out in front of a bunch of people, so you have to take them you and know some away guys from the like, element. Hey, it's part of it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think it's just about building the relationships and and talking to them one on one and. So going from Mac, obviously he recruited you, yeah. to Googe, to now Nathan Young, like three different offensive line coaches. Obviously it didn't happen. You know, the last two were, you know, year after. I guess your last three years you had three different offensive line. Yeah. How, how difficult is that? Is it different terminology? Uh, or once you get into the latter part of your career, it's like I can kind of pick up on anything or pretty easily. Or is it kind of nice to be like, well, i got three different perspectives. I feel like i got three different books of information. Yeah, I think for me since it was the uh, – last three years of my career that's how I took it because um I was a little worried in the first transition from Mac to Googe just because that was my first time going through that yeah but once once I went through that I was like okay it's not that much different like yes the terminology is different but in a sense it's it's all all the same exactly so once you pick up on the terminology and how they verbalize things and how they coach then it's fine but I, I definitely am appreciative of having three different people who have they were they were all different Styles of coach as far as how they coach you. Oh, and I also, know Googe was. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you, 
sure many people yeah. could have seen that just you from go to games. one practice with old gooch it's uh yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna learn some new words uh I want to go back to the the team captain thing. There was a time that Ben used to think team captains weren't that big of a deal. I'm personally a believer in a in a quarterback that's been here several years needs to be a team captain, and if he's not, it speaks volumes. Uh, there's, I think every single year it's pretty easy to point out like guys that are, um, you know, you got guys that are mega talented, and uh, but you also got like you know there's some teams across the country have special numbers for these guys, but guys that are just like good wholesome like very obvious team leaders and so can you like what do you think like what are the tangibles or what, what can you like put words to is like what makes up a guy that um even you know usually it accompanies like being pretty talented and being one of the best players mm -hmm. but also just the uh i mean you got a lot of star players that aren't captains so what yeah. is it like what what is the substance behind that that, that makes those guys that <laughs> much of a, of a difference maker on the team yeah i think i mean the only way i can explain it is how how you carry yourself off the, you know, off the field yeah. and like in the locker room and how open you are to discuss like, you know, what's going on with as far as like helping other guys. And that's, that's the conversations I've had the past few days with some of these younger guys who like need to step up and need to be leaders is like, Hey, look, it's not all about you. It's about the team. It's about you helping other people get better. The younger guys grow, you know, all of that. So I think that's a very, you know, it, crucial thing to be. You, is there one point in your career yes, where you remember back where that kind of clicked for you as far as like, all right, like it's not about, you know, me or how successful I am. It's about the pro. Like, do you remember a spot where you're like, all right, like, you know, this guy did it this way and that's how I want to conduct myself because it's like you said the other day in the press conference, you're not doing things because the coach tells you to do yeah. it. You're doing it because you got pride in who you are mm -hmm. and the the jersey that you put on on Saturday. And I think a lot of that has to do with like how you how you raised, like how you grow up. Like, you know, the, the, there's guys that you probably saw in your middle school, high school locker room. And you're like, dang, like they got it, you know. And yeah. I don't. And so, yeah, his question, and then also like, is it more learned or is it more who you are coming into the locker room? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard to explain. The the moment I I think for me was just several moments over time, like you said, yeah. and um, like from when I was in high school, there was guys that I looked up to, and for me, it's part of the position too. Offensive line, I'm you can't be an offensive lineman and be worried about if, if statistics, obviously, yeah. and like <laughs> that's right. getting your name called out. Yeah. So that's that's a trait for an offensive lineman. So I, th I think that's what I had going for me. But also when I got here, there was guys like. Um, Ethan Reed and Cody Russi and um, more than that, that that I looked up to that I, I saw how they handled themselves off the right. off the field and they were young too they were yeah. Cody was a year older than me and Ethan was two years and uh, I think that just those guys helped me and so I wanted to have, be that person for somebody else uh, when I got older and I think that that was my number one goal as as a young kid was just I wanted to be a leader and a guy that can help others and and help your teammates uh, just to be the best that they can be. Let's go ahead, Taves. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back, we'll continue our conversation with Josh Moat, Louisiana Tech offensive lineman. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Be back right for this. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bimble Motors Facebook page. At Bimble Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, 
come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Ho, 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 Christmas comes early, Shreveport. This year's Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl is Friday, December 23rd. Bring the family and watch some future legends battle it out on the gridiron. Shreveport has seen NFL Hall of Famers and Super Bowl champions play on our turf, and you get to see the live action. Visit RadianceTechnologiesIndependenceBowl.com to purchase your tickets and check out all the free Bowl Week events. Also, don't forget to plan your trip at LouisianaTravel.com. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Josh Moat. Josh, I want to ask you, midway point of the year, you move from guard to center. When the coaches asked you to do that, obviously you're not going to say no, but like, were you excited to make that move? Was that a difficult transition in the middle of the year, knowing that you had played guard for five and a half years? Yeah, I think I think it was very. Um, I was excited, but I was also extremely nervous because yeah. it's it's just different. You're at center, you're starting the whole process as far as who we're blocking, where we're going, and uh, and you're also snapping the ball, which is I mean I've been doing that. Part. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and. Uh, I mean, you could see in a few games there was some rough, rough snaps there at the beginning. But I don't know. I was, I was pretty nervous about it, but very excited. You think Abe Delphin will spend what twelve, fourteen years at Tech? Or? He, he very well could. He very well could. There's no telling with this. How different will that be for him next year? I mean, you guys have been next to each other on the offensive line for it feels like forever now. Yeah. That'll have to be different for him, huh? Yeah, I mean, that, we've been talking about that ever since he got hurt and he was trying to make the decision. Just that's the only thing that he's worried about is just like. It's going to be so much different being – I mean, we talked about the age gap yeah, earlier. Yeah. And that's just a whole other year. Yeah. And and also, I mean, he's got two degrees, about to have three. And so he could be making money and yeah. moving on with his life. Yeah. But he, he yeah. loves his program. Yeah, so. yeah, and that's what I'm always interested in. I'm like, I mean, you obviously play because you love the game and it's all you've known. Um, and you can see certain guys start to take a step out the door. Yeah. But some guys are like, man, like, this is like this is going to be my like potentially last chance well, to I do think this. Too, Why it's like I you coming back for your sixth yeah. year. Like, when you're 35, you're like, man, I wish I had taken that last year. Yeah, and that's what we, we talked about was like, dude, what are you going to think about, you know, 10 Way years from now? Road. Yeah. And he, the more, it was funny because you could see, you could see in his eyes, like at first he was like, no, I'm not coming back. And then the more we sat in the <laughs> meeting room and watched film and 
You know, he's like, he's I like to. yeah, he just loves it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- awesome. Tell us about the young guys in the room because we talked about the offensive line got so much better throughout the year. Dakota White's been playing for a while now. Bert Hale emerges this year. Mm-hmm. I know you're really familiar with him being from Oak Grove. Carson Bruno, yeah. uh, you know, redshirt freshman starts all 12 games. I-, I know you have to be really proud of those guys' progress as well. Yeah, 100. I, I, some of those guys, you know, a, a year ago today, I mean, I didn't think that they, they would be out be there. Ready. Yeah. yeah, and. Uh, I mean, Bird's progress has been tremendous, and he's still got a long ways to go. But I mean, he his ceiling is so high, which is is crazy because he's already performing pretty well. And then Bruno, he's just he doesn't look like it. No offense to him, but like he's a big old he's, goober. He's yeah. an athlete. Like he's he's an athlete. Player, yeah, yeah, exactly. He just gets the job done. And then Dakota White. I mean, I've I've known it since the the first camp with him. He's he's one of the best athletes I've ever been around. And that I mean, as an offensive lineman, that's that's impressive because he's carrying three hundred plus pounds and able to move the certain way he is six fall camps for you now how tired of y'all do y'all get of pushing on your own guys for 30 straight days like like we see the tussles at practice obviously but like there has to be days where like man i'm tired of blocking kiwi rose or you know whoever's across from you at defensive tackle yeah i mean this year was wasn't too bad because it was a little bit of a a lighter load we switched it up but like i mean no matter how you do camp when you're doing 30 days straight of just seeing the same guys every oh, single day. And I, I mean, I love my teammates, but it gets, it gets old. And, um, but you also, that's where the bond comes. So yeah. you kind of learn to appreciate it as you get older. Like this is just something you got to do and something that's got to happen, not just for the performance, like, you know, schematically, but you have to gel together. You, you ever been in some, some practice scuffles? Uh, yes. A few. Yeah. Are you, in, are the, are you the initiator or are you the Usually, responder? Well, it just depends. I mean, He'll handle it. I had a yeah. buddy that told me one time he was a, he was the first responder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think at times when I was younger I was just trying to play hard and yeah. it just came out to yeah. be like me pushing past <laughs> the whistle. But it's hard not to fight and be an offensive yeah. or defensive lineman because yeah. I mean, like your first you, action is like contact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah. You, you talked a lot about last week about accountability within the program and you know we we saw from 2020 i i feel like personally covid changed a lot just be, from a communication aspect we were out there it was like 37 dudes practicing some days like yeah. you can't conduct a football game much less a practice hardly with 37 guys from that accountability like how big is that within a program just knowing that you're all pulling in the right direction regardless if you're the top guy on the roster or the bottom guy knowing that you're all fighting for that common goal yeah i mean it it is huge i've I've noticed it this year just because, like, I want guys to, to play hard just because it's my, you know, yeah. my last year and the guys, you know, the other seniors last year. And you kind of see because, like, we're, you know, we're working so hard because it's our last year and you you might not be – Realizing that yet. Exactly. And they might not be doing – pulling their weight in, in a sense. And, and, I mean, it gets frustrating, but, uh, hey, man, it's a, it's a huge deal because we all have to be working towards the same way. And you can right. see some of the games this year – where, like, you know, at home we played so well and, like, away games are just, like, a completely different team. Why do, why do you think that is? I, I have no idea. I've been trying to figure it out for, for ever since we started to notice it in a way. And I think it's just guys conducting themselves, how they take care of business on away games when you travel. Like, Is it um, easier to be a little lazier when you travel? A little bit, yeah, yeah. because you're in a different place. You're yeah. in a hotel, like. It's more fun or more open. Yeah, I guess. it's a lot of distractions, mm. and you have to you have to really be locked in and and be focused on what the task is at hand. So, 
I want to ask you about Landry Liddy. Obviously, we got to see him across, what, seven games, I think, this year. What did, what did you think when he obviously came in the spring? I think we probably didn't expect him to play as much as he did this year. Uh, what do you kind of see from him as a younger quarterback? And obviously, we got to see Jack on Saturday as well. Yeah, I mean, you can see the talent Liddy has. And, I mean, everybody knows that just from his high school statistics and all that. And it, and then it shows how, how big of a difference high school and is college, college is. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's – He's gonna be he's gonna be really good. I, I believe that he's he's gonna be a good quarterback. And he 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 had some moments this year where he he really shined. And it's just the consistency for him. And he's definitely got the attitude and the mindset for it. You saw it when he came in and Rice and just like didn't it didn't bother Phasing him a bit. Him. It was it was crazy. I've yeah. never seen anything like that. Like, he's got some captain mentality. He's my hope for one day. Do you <laughs> see that with quarterbacks? So you've seen a lot of quarterbacks come through here, whether they stayed or not. Like, can you see in a guy when they come in as a young quarterback, you know, maybe how they conduct themselves, regardless if they're playing or not, just day to day? Because at the end of the day, like a quarterback's going to get all the blame or he's going to get all the praise, no mm-hmm. matter how much he really factors into the decision. Like, can you see that in a young player, you know, pretty early? Yeah, I think I think you can as far as how they handle themselves when something bad happens in practice. Yeah. And uh like how their body language is and you know what they say off the field, I think that's huge. Um it's just it's a lot of different little things, but I mean, definitely when you get in a game with them, you can you can tell how they field. are. That's yeah. that's where it comes out. It's a good lesson for life because it's like, you know, you, they probably think in meeting rooms and in certain times in the locker room and in practice I need to be on it, but it's like that's what character is. It's like, how are you when no one's looking? And yeah. And how? I mean, and then you start to think, like, man, if, if you're if you're trying to like portray this leadership, like, it either is who you are, mm-hmm. or if you're trying for it to be who you are, it's a full time job, you know. And like, yeah. like with everything you do, and uh, I mean, Parker came in here and called him Landry Manning right at the bat, so yeah. it was like sweet. And then he goes and throws <laughs> those, gets in the end of the game, and nearly takes a win in overtime, and everybody's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he's obviously a guy like, for, especially for radio, having a good quarterback helps. But he's a guy that we're looking forward to being here a long time. We've had a couple of years of transfers and um, one year guys. And um, how hard is it for transfers to win a locker room? Like, I mean, obviously, it, a lot of it is on the field, but like developing relationships off the field, like especially offense and defense, we know how separate they are from one another, mm-hmm. generally speaking. But like. They have to really get to know those guys, right? Yeah, I, I think it's dependent on both parties as far as how open the transfer is mm-hmm. to getting to know and then how open the team is to accepting that person. And, um, it, I mean, it, it varies, but I think this year, I mean, you talk about Parker, like that was one of the easiest, like, gels I've ever had. He just came came in right away, and it was like we and had each other for a while. does that help, too, when he shows that toughness on the field as far as, like, you know he's hurting back there? He took there. some hits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I did. guess the same could be said for Kendall yeah. last year. I mean, he's getting popped, and he's like, yeah. I'm going to get right back. I mean, I, I would imagine as an offensive lineman, like, yeah, you're like, hey, I shouldn't have allowed you to get hit right there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you're going to keep getting up. I'm going to keep fighting for you as well. Yeah, the thing the thing with Parker is, which gained my respect a lot, is that, like, he never blamed us. Like, yeah. And it would be 100% our fault. Like, yeah. And he never blamed us. It was, it, he always had some way to blame himself. Like, he, he should have threw it quicker. He should have stepped up in the pocket, whatever it was. And and that, for me, from my point of view, I was just like, dang, man, that, that means a lot. I mean, oh, even yeah. though it was my fault or my teammate's fault. But it's, it's the mentality of quarterback, to have to have that mentality is right is impressive. Yeah, yeah. We saw several times on the field where, like, and I, I think you kind of alluded to it, too. It's like, he, it's not that he did so much to communicate. It's just like. What he did was genuine and mm. and like it was 
it just wasn't like over the top. And so watching him on the sideline, you know, that was honestly one of my complaints about. Well, he looked good former, in the uniform. Well, too. first of all, I love a six five two twenty five guy. Yeah, that was guy. nice. That helps. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like he coming off the field and coming to the coach immediately or taking off your helmet. It's just, I mean, I if I'm a high school coach or talking to younger guys, I'm like, man, like just I'd be watching body language film. I'd be like, look how absolutely atrocious this That's looks. That's the hardest thing. Dude, and 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 Parker, like he, like he's. You know, a little helmet tap on y'all after yeah. he gets sacked or comes off and goes immediately to Cumbie. I'm assuming he's saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Like, yeah. you could just see it. It was mm-hmm. very evident. And, um, okay, so I have a question on top of that. How do you – how tough is it to deal with guys that are like, man, you are a terrible teammate, but, my gosh, are you good at football? Like, Oh, <laughs> like, that? Like, yeah. you, got, you have – we're not going to name any names, but yeah. there's been guys that are like – Man, we really need you on the field, but man, I I kind of hate you. <laughs> yeah, no, there there's been a few. All of college. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you just this year, I you just learn to deal with it. Like, yeah, just like all right, that's just a, if that's just a part of you. Yeah. yeah, and if I mean that's that kind of help certain players that helps them play well, the confidence and the ego that helps them be yeah. who they are on Saturday. So you appreciate it in a way. Now you play with the Meek, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So. We watched him at practice, and uh, he wasn't necessarily the most encouraging to his other teammates, but he might have shamed them. Tell, tell, <laughs> I, can, I have some stories on me. Tell, tell us about Nathan Young. Obviously, we think from our point of view, it's like we talked about the run game. Like, did a masterful job with you. What's it like to play for him and kind of describe you know the job that he did? Yeah, uh, Coach Young, he's one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around and um, just – I don't know. It's crazy. It's like he has a photographic memory at times, just with little things that you bring up in the past. And um, I mean, he came. He, I couldn't really tell at first. Like in practice, you know, it's hard to tell just how, what kind of mind he has in a way. But when we got in the game and he's sitting there, like recalling certain fronts and what we did, like you know, ten plays ago, exactly yeah. what happened. A little Sean McVay style. You know? yeah, yeah, like exactly. He's he's a very smart dude and. uh I mean, he he's the reason why. Obviously, he's the coach, but he's the reason why the offensive line came together at the end of the year. Just you know, he as far as run game goes, he's a master at that. So, all right. So Ben and I are on the field during games and are pretty, you know before games and stuff. And if you're not and, hunting, and there's a little tot running around, looks just like you. Okay, yeah. a little bowling ball, yeah. stocky little kid, this loving your, his life, just oh, having just having the best time of his life. So this is obviously your little brother. I mean, is he just? Is he just have no other option but to follow in your footsteps? Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he <laughs> he wants to. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's so crazy because, I mean, this is six years and he's eight, so yeah, he's two, it's all he's known. Yeah, yeah. his oh first. My gosh, yeah. And so, like Saturdays in the fall, that's that's what he does. Yeah, it's just bulldog football. Like you're gonna have one of your teammates game. adopt him and be like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's next year he's gonna have Abe's jersey. <laughs> on. Right, yeah, right. exactly. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a little weird for him. And I mean, that's. It was it was rough to see. I mean, at the end of the game this year, or this past week, it was rough anyway. But like, you know, he came to me and was just crying and upset, and because yeah. he started to realize, yeah. like, yeah. hey, it's it's over with. And, yeah. But I don't know. I love dude. Him he's, he's, he's got the best smile. He just like he dapping up everybody. Oh, he's the it. happiest kid I've ever seen oh, in my yeah. life. And uh, so it doesn't was, doesn't care about anything else. Like I'll be on the sideline. He sits. My family sits right behind the bench for yeah. offensive line. He just has like he's. You know, sits on the ledge thing yeah. and has his feet hanging off, and <laughs> like I remember his my first two years playing, and he would just be sitting behind me, like going Joshua, Joshua, <laughs> Joshua, <laughs> and I'm like, you, you got it, you got to stop. Like, that's so great. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout. We come back, we'll wrap it up. Bleed Take Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety seven point seven.
The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and, of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Josh Moats. Beck, what you got? Oh, okay, so this is the part of the show. You're graduated now. This is our first time to have somebody in here that can really let us know how they feel. we we got to ask you about some of these tech traditions that, oh, yeah. you know, we don't necessarily love. But uh, oh, oh. So I'll start. He probably doesn't see Here Comes Champ. Yeah, Here Comes Champ's one of them. You probably don't see it. Is yeah. that the in the little car thing? No, no we, that, we actually we're okay with okay, that. Okay, all right. I was about to say it's the it's the you, we got everybody lined up and y'all hadn't run out yet. But then the announcer lady goes, "Here comes Champ," and it and just Champ makes us out feel like we're like an elementary school. Oh you know? yeah, like, no, I haven't seen that. It's so. Not intimidating at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the other team, I, I can't remember if they're out in the field yet. Uh, the other one that I have a particular issue with is the smoke sticks. Uh, oh, you don't like don't them. like them. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I can smell them from where I sit. I know that y'all are inhaling. Like your yeah. lungs have got to be coated in blue and, <laughs> and red powder. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Oh, at all. Saturday it really stuck around for a oh, while. That's that's what I was about to say. That was rough because the, you know, the fog or the rain, yeah. whatever it was, it it stayed. Well, my for a favorite while. thing to do is we stand down there is to watch the guys rip them and hand them to somebody, and like, it takes ten seconds to find some way to carry it. Nobody wants to carry it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, quit doing that. Yeah. And then one year it set the fire alarms off in the DAC, which was hilarious. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was. Funny. I mean, it, it looks cool, but yeah, I, I it guess. doesn't. It doesn't. It's great for it cool. feels corny. Network. It feels corny to me. I'm like, ah, whatever. I can understand that. Okay. I can understand. The that. other one, 
Red helmets. Tell me what. Oh, you're you red or white? Oh, helmet, yeah. red helmet all the way. <laughs> Every uh, single player loves red helmets. Okay, so really? B- BJ and Smoke told me they like the red really? because they're they're more comfortable because you practice in them. Yeah, that makes sense. I I can see like, that. Okay, but I, I just I like the red okay. helmets. I, I'm gonna give them a pass because your dad played at Tech. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what you grew up. Yeah, seeing I think it's right? just like classic and looks <sighs> and looks cleaner. I'm a big white. So you guy. like like red, blue, blue? I know we haven't red, worn that in forever. Red, blue, blue. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if. I don't know if I well I have re- I wore that one time but one I'm game pretty sure just one time but I'm sure you can look back yeah. and figure yeah. that out but I like I like the red white red red white blue like away games I like yeah. okay. red blue white okay. red red white yeah okay. so that's but, what you know I have this like eternal battle with like the old school guys that have been around a long time because that was tech football to them yeah and there was a stretch this year we were getting spanked in the red helmets and I was like guys we need to change and then we got spanked in the white helmets <laughs> yeah. and so I couldn't say yeah anything I don't know anymore. if it was a helmet yeah so. no, I don't know either but I I, I can I can get on board with what BJ and Smoke were saying, and I understand. That, that is you, true. It is, yeah, they're they're you know a little bit worn you know worn in, and but I don't know. It's something. The white tee is a big deal too. I yeah, think. that's a lot of people love the white. So tea, the yeah. when it was the I guess it was red blue, tea. red, yeah, yeah. red. I, I wasn't. I didn't huge, like it. Yeah, but when the white looks good to me. Yeah. So here's my like I can get past the red helmets, but I don't like any combination of red helmet and then like white or blue because. That's like three pretty different colors, primary yeah, colors, vibrant. and I feel like we look like little toy soldiers out there. Yeah, okay. not very intimidating. Mm. But Beck's a big uniform. Guy. I'm a big uniform guy. So, do you care? I mean, is do players care how many like uniform combinations you have? I think there are certain players that do, and I, I so that's a all recruiting about the Snapchat, right? Yeah, it's all about the pictures to some guys, and which is might have been our problem this year. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe y'all jog out in some real generic white, white and grays or something yeah. next year. Um, Hopefully we get some new ones next year. Not me, think, but yeah, yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. If there's any other stuff? Uh, you got something? I was going to ask him. Like, obviously, you're preparing for pro day. Is that in March, April? Yeah, March? so we haven't set a date yet. But uh, after football's over, wh- what are your plans? You want to be a coach? You want to go uh, be an accountant? What do you? Want <laughs> yeah. So my undergrads in education and okay. masters in guidance and counseling. So okay, that's awesome. Going into teaching and coaching, just uh, I. I don't know. I kind of ran from it for a while. I didn't want to do that because both my parents did it and a lot of my family does it. But right. I don't know. You just you find Love a passion it. for it. And um, and then it's also something to ease myself out of the game with oh, coaching. Because yeah. yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's all you've done. It's all I've done. And uh, there hasn't been an August for me since, like, when I was in third grade yeah. that I haven't yeah. been doing football. Like, I was a water boy growing up. and Might be kind of fun to coach the little brother. Yeah, know? I mean, that. yeah, exactly. We'll see how that goes. But. I don't know how much fun that would be in a sense. <laughs> yeah. tell him when he gets older, he might not want to listen yeah. to you. Well, the old Mom, I think, it, I think it's a great idea, yeah, Mom. Yeah, but, that's right. Uh, yeah. All right, well, last serious question. Putting on the jersey for the last time on Saturday, what was that like? What was your emotions? Um, did you feel like you were pretty prepared for it? Um, Except I mean, when I made him ask him what the place meant to him Yeah, Ben's been, week. like, yeah. freaking super excited. made you cry all week. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't that hard, honestly. I to, to make me cry last week. I don't know what was going on. It was just No, I uh, get it though. Yeah, like, I get it too. I mean this has been your heart and soul for, for yeah. twenty something years. I mean it was it was tough. I, I had been kind of preparing myself all year and not really fully fully facing the fact. And then Sunday came around of, you know, the start mm-hmm. of the game week and I was like, you know, it kinda all hits you then and your last prep, your last I, Yeah, I everything's think, though, your last like I, I say credit to you, but like you wish or like we wish and like I played baseball, so like when you know you're getting ready for the end, like that's hard. And like I think as a player, though, you want to have that feeling because like yeah. you want to realize that you still have that burning passion inside. Yeah. And like it's like you talked about with your teammates, as far as like 
you want guys to want it, you know, maybe for you as a senior, but, like, you want to want it for who you are yeah, because it means so much. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's – like, I would talk to some of my teammates about it, and it's just – you know, I had to get up in front of the team. When we were saying what we were thankful for, and that that was bef- the yeah. day of the um, the press conference. Yeah. And, you know, that was even worse than the press conference because it's yeah. in front of all the guys yeah. that you love and you know, you've been around for so long. And I don't know. It's just – in a way, I've looked at that as far as how emotional I was. Like, you know, I want to – You're profit. That's some, yeah. yeah, that's something that you kind of want to happen. You oh, want to yeah. care about something so much that – you know, it yep. makes you have those Feel type of the emotions. Closure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm super thankful that, you know, you got to end your career with like without an injury. Like, I feel yeah, for Parker. I'm like, he didn't know that was his last snap. Yeah. You know? or, and, or if Abe, if yeah. that would have been the end yeah. for him. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just don't know. And then you got guys that ended their year in the COVID year. Like, how awful is that? Yeah. You know? I mean, that's... they, they could have come back, I guess. But So, I, I'm always, like, really appreciative and thankful when I see athletes that have given it their all. They get to, like, kind of have their last, what do they call it, their victory lap or whatever, and really get to – have a chance to like absorb all that in the last time yeah. and, and mm-hmm. not just be like, cause you, you get hurt the third to last game of the season and you know, you you tear your Achilles or something and you're just like, I'm, I'm not done. I gotta yeah. get to say goodbye. Yeah, exactly. It hits That'd you be all the hardest part. Oh, so yeah. Hard. Yeah. yeah. Last question. We'll get out of here. Sonny Cumbie. I know you're a big believer in him and kind of what he's yeah. instilled in this program. Like overall your thoughts on him and kind of the, where this program's headed under his leadership. Yeah. I think, I think he does it the right way. I think everything about him, you know, it, and it sucks that this year didn't really show that. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people struggling as far as fans, like believing in him, yeah. but, you know, I, I promise, I promise you guys, like it's gonna, it's gonna come out in the wash and everything that he's doing and his hard work is gonna, is gonna pay off. And we just, us as me now as a fan base, like, yeah. you know, we, we have to believe in him and support him. And, you know, I, I think it's really gonna, it's really gonna come out the right way and he's going to have his time and hopefully it's next year i really think we got a shot so it's if we get if we get in the portal and do the right thing and get some transfers in here i think we're we're going to be good one thing's for certain Mert, moat's not going in the portal no he's oh, not. no shot i know you that. asked bruno if he's going in the portal. yeah i did well I, I didn't ask if he was going i said i mean like are you, you know you, can you tell us can you guarantee you're going to stay and Ben's like you can't ask him that and i was like god yeah, Bruno's, he's learn Bruno's guaranteed yeah. he's going to stay. He's, yeah. he's not going yeah, we love it. It was pretty obvious he was yeah. like he was not going. Yeah. Josh, we appreciate yeah. you coming in. A, yeah. a great time as always. Outstanding six year career. I, yes, I know sir. a lot of people are proud of you. I know you're proud of your career. I know your family's proud of you as well. So thanks for coming. Yes, in. sir. Thank you all for having me on. I appreciate that. Been a fun show tonight. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Appreciate you listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We'll see you. for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, 
Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. of management into the mix too so you brought two of them together and neither one have been great at you know uh managing teams and putting together because if you think about all those young players that the lakers had if lebron had just given those guys a little bit of time to mature you know they would be a lot further ahead right now and everywhere he's gone even with cleveland he just didn't he didn't want andrew wiggins and he yeah. wanted you know he wanted to trade away the he team, wanted kevin so. love right you remember yeah. yeah and and that's a good point aaron from the standpoint of would you want ingram right now mm-hmm. no it's it's right? a, it's a conversation we've had on our saturday show is that exactly that is like you know we we thought anthony davis was the quote-unquote young star that you were going to hand the franchise over to as lebron got older I mean, let, let's look at Brandon Ingram being an all-star. Brandon Ingram, in general, being more available than Anthony Davis. I know, I know, at the time it made sense and all that stuff, but revisionist history, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I'm with you, Rob. I do think that, um, you know, I, I do think that they could have used a lot of those guys that they traded. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it re- seem to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Aaron Torres and Rob Parker in on the odd couple Fox Sports Radio. Aaron filling in for Chris. Coming up, we get Randy Mueller, former NFL executive of the year and Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst. But before we get to Randy, let's get to Kevin Wyatt with What's Trending. What's up, Kevin? What up, Kev? Well, as Don Meredith once said, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So I guess, yeah, Don sure. Meredith. That's before your time, isn't it? I uh, know. Way before how, my time. how old are you, uh, Kevin? 31. How do you know about Dandy Don Meredith? I'm. I like to study my uh, sports history, so. All right, so real quick, I know we got Randy coming up. Real quick, the greatest sportscaster of all time, just one name. Jim Scully. Wow, okay. Mine would I'm an be L.A. Howard, guy. Mine would be Howard Cosell. You can't, you can't tell a guy who grew up in Southern California watching baseball that it's anything other than Vin Scully. No, I'm, I'm not arguing hey. with you. But two what, what, name, what name, Aaron, what kind of name comes to your head? Fitzgerald is pretty good, um, but you know he wasn't. I know he was national at some point when I came up right. as a sports fan. He really wasn't. It would probably be, you know, Musburger or Michael, something like that. Okay, that's yeah, fair probably too. Musburger, probably Musburger. All right, thanks, Kevin. What do we got? Well, I was going to say that. Yeah, I mean, if they traded for Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Giannis, <laughs> sure, the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, would be a couple players away in that instance that they can magically pull something like that off. But so that. That report doesn't mean anything to me. But uh, what I've been looking at, one, the newest college football playoff rankings have been released. Uh, Georgia, the top team in the country still, to no one's surprise. Michigan, number two, fresh off its win over Ohio State on Saturday. Undefeated TCU is at number three. USC, the newest team in, at number four. And ESPN reporting that the college football playoff has given an ultimatum to the Rose Bowl by giving a self-imposed deadline of Wednesday to either come to terms on an agreement to expand the playoff for the 2024 season or have the Rose Bowl excluded altogether from the next playoff contract. See how that one plays out. Texas quarterback Hudson Carr to enter the transfer portal. 
The NFL Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers told the Pat McAfee show that he received what he called good news with scans on his ribs. He plans on playing against the Bears this weekend. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs not expected to practice much this week in an effort to be available to play Sunday against the Chargers. And in the game that the world calls football, Team USA is on to the round of 16. Justin McKinney, Des making a big run. It's meant for him. Des is snuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pull it The Americans advance on a 1-0 win over Iran on a 38th-minute goal by Christian Pulisic. USA will face Netherlands for a chance to advance to the quarterfinals at 10 o'clock Eastern Saturday morning. And Christian Pulisic was injured on that goal that he scored. He has told his teammates that he will be ready on Saturday. So uh, the Americans hoping that he will be good to go. Senegal with an upset win over Ecuador 2-1 as they advance to the round of 16 will face England on Sunday. And England capped off group play with a 2-0 victory over Wales and are the winners of Group B. Western Conference showdown tonight between the L.A. Clippers and Portland Trailblazers in our Discover Card key matchup. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. And just four and a half games separating the top 11 teams in the Western Conference, so... Any matchup could have a huge effect on the standings. And in the NBA, we do have a couple of games going on right now. The Knicks on top of the Pistons, 90-67. to Julius Randle with 32 points for New York. I guess those four and a half points aren't going to help me, huh? <laughs> not, not this time, I guess. Uh, Mavericks on top of the Warriors. This is a close one, 55-54. That game is approaching halftime. Back to you guys. Thank you, Kevin Wyatt. This is The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Aaron Torres filling in for Chris Broussard. We are coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. We want to head straight to the phones, bring in Randy Mueller, of course, a former NFL executive of the year, Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst. Randy, how you doing this evening? What's up, Randy? I'm doing great, guys. What's going on, man? Kevin, All is well. Hey, Chris is under the weather. He is improving, but I just wanted to let you know, so he's uh, trying to get back. Uh, I got you. Okay. Hopefully you'll be all right. Yes. All right, Randy. I, w- I want to start with this. I'm just going to ask you a straightforward question. Is you know, Rob gave his top five earlier in the show. It doesn't feel like there's that much of a gap between like one and eight, one and nine, one and seven, one and whatever. How many teams do you think realistically can win a Super Bowl this year? Because 